podcast episode closer to rory's historian's age coming up this is episode 38 uh and we're rocking with the uh the mojo of the very little notes and kfb uh, that's why okay here we go and that's yeah, why we kfb bring- we put kfb out last week what in the hell's wrong with you <laughs> yeah you should have an introduction here like how about all them KFB tickets out there? Hope you got that in. Let's fucking yeah, go. That's what that's what I told my people too. So we were it's good I'm on this week because we were all on that early last week. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I was like the 50-50, and I've I've said he it for many weeks. Me. I'm like, he is Kyle Bush? Can, will you me. shut the fuck up? We're a fifty one seconds in. We're not even a minute in. Fifty one seconds. Golly, he's rattling my cage over here. Uh, uh Kyle Busch, he's like the, he's like the top two, top three car, or he's the fifteenth place car. You just never know what you're gonna get out of him. And uh, clearly, he had the race winning car. He had the fastest car. He led all those laps. Um, and shout out Ryan, dude, you were preaching him all week, and you got a hell of a number, dude. Twelve to one. I think Roy gave out ten to one on our on our. On I our found show last eleven week. after I got off. Ah, yeah. Yeah. He actually opened that. He was 14 on Rivers to start the week. Holy like, shit. Yeah. I I just had that feeling. I had a feeling about Reddick the week before, and that almost happened. And then this was my gut feel this week. I mean, had a million reasons why as well, but I'm glad it came through. That was my thing, too. It was just like gut. I was like, KFB's winning. And then after I heard it was the anniversary of fucking Childers hitting him, I was like, oh, hell yeah, he's he's definitely winning. Yeah. And he had Sammy, um, was it Sammy? I can't remember. You know, the guy that does all the autism stuff or whatever. He had him at the track, personally, because he was was in victory lane holding up his sign and everything. It was cool as shit. Kyle Bush is the man. He won the race like five times at the end. (laughs) Yeah, he did, didn't he? (laughs) Yeah. I was just waiting. I was like, anybody else up here, I might have a shot with Kyle Larson. I was like, I have no fucking shot with Kyle yeah. Bush behind the wheel. Not not happening. Because I had taken Larson live. Because <laughs> I had just a this lot of feeling. A lot of people did. A lot of people lost a lot of Larson live bucks last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when I'm getting them at 18 and 25, I mean, I even hit it then. I didn't put a whole, whole lot. But, hell, it don't take much to get to – paying back something when you're yeah. grabbing him at that number and i mean i feel like i feel like it show i still think there was some sort of tire fall off during that race and if it was anybody else other than him and maybe a select few others i don't think that would have worked but right. it, that's where i think like 
it really showed his skill because you saw other people take two tires and they weren't, they would stay up for a while, but not like he did. Basically, mm-hmm. like him and Blaney were the two with two tires that could just dust the field. Still, well, I mean, but... you know, I listened to my boy Scanner the whole race. So, yeah, I bet you do. When, especially when he start, you know, starts falling back like that. And I, I can just hear the car, the, you're just as fast as them and one and two. Or and we're gonna work on three and four, and it, you know, the car is getting better. It's just gonna be a matter of will a caution come out at the right time. Yeah, and that strategy, and that yeah, where it's not too much of a long run where you can take two tires and stay up there and be competitive, and it made it to the end of the race too. So it was just perfect how that caution felt with sixty laps to go somewhere around there where it just worked out. Need I remind you guys, and I think you're all you're both spitting facts here, uh, but don't forget about our boy Mike Mack lasted with those two tires to cash our top ten at six. That boy was battling. Now to he had some heat cycles, right? We had all those cautions. You know, people drivers drivers talk about the that once you get to a certain point, the tires everyone's got the same tire, right? And um, you know, but Listen, that boy was getting put three wide middle. Uh, very, I was not optimistic about cashing that top 10, but uh, that was the one play that I did hit last weekend. And uh, Kyle Bush, just an incredible pre practice and qualifying ticket from the both of you guys. I was out to lunch. I had Christopher Bell outright before practice and qualifying. And then after seeing uh, practice, and qualifying, I went way too heavy on our boy Dennis Hamlin. Um, and clearly, you know, tough to pass. Uh, he definitely didn't have the, the best car. He didn't have a winning car, but uh, he definitely had a second or third place car. Um, anything else about Gateway? Did we learn anything? I know that I have a new hatred of brake rotors, and I'm going to do my damnedest to limit the amount of f-bombs that i drop in the next minute and a half mom if you're listening just go ahead and click that skip 15 seconds uh what the fuck i i had one matchup and it was carson hosevar over noah Graxon. it was winning by 15 spots all fucking day all fucking day and a fucking brake rotor ruined my card ruined my day, ruined my race, and I got to live with myself knowing that Carson Hosevar making his first Cup Series start in a Spire car that was better than whatever the fuck they put out for Corey LaJoy in the 9 car was beating Noah Gragson, who was a 30th place car, handicapped absolutely fucking perfectly, and I have to look at myself in the mirror and know that brake rotors fucked my day up. Yeah. That's tough too, and it also fucked up a lot of other drivers' days. I they think it ready. shows. I think it, I think it shows how not good Corey LaJoy is versus how good. Okay, and this is a conversation. Carson Hosevar is well. Okay. In my opinion. I don't think that. Um, I don't think that Hendricks necessarily gave LaJoy a better car than the Spire car. Bingo. No, I mean, I, obviously, I like whatever. But I can tell you right now, that kid was flat out willing that bitch. Who? Oh, yeah. Yo, yeah, absolutely. He was, he was good, no doubt about it. Like, there's yeah, no I mean, anything away from him. I just don't want, like, I don't think that's a fair. The joy is also been I don't think that this was a good, pretty hard. I don't think this was a good track. 
for LaJoy to really show a whole hell of a lot of anything out of him neither because of yeah, all this shift. And like y'all said, I mean, it wasn't like Hendrick's going to do, but so damn much work. Exactly. That's where I'm at. It's like, what, what, what are they going to put out there? They needed a replacement driver because Josh Berry's ass was in Portland. If Josh Berry was in Charlotte, well, in uh, gateway, St. Louis, wherever the fuck they were like, (laughs) like, um, he would have been in the car, especially now that you like, that we're finding out different things. Like I can totally see him have been back in that car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, I, I'm on the side that, uh, and this is maybe tenfold hat me, but I'm totally on the side that there was no shot that Hendrick, that the 19, that Alan Gustafson was going to put out a race winning car. There's just no shot. No, like, they're not going to embarrass Elliot like that. There's no way. Because so. he Chase Elliott, after he's been back from breaking his leg, has been what tenth place car at best, maybe eighth some weeks. You know, yeah. Because when he, even when he finishes five, better, it's more like strategy based or like they just figured it out right at the end of the race. But he's never a winning car. Yeah, and he <laughs> it's now this week. I think could be different story. I would not be shocked if Chase Elliott because no one's talking about Chase Elliott right now. Wait, we just recorded, NASCAR is fixed. Do you know the storylines already wrote for Monday morning? We I just mean, went on the NASCAR betting preview what? show and Chase Elliott's name was not mentioned one singular time. And I wow. would not be shocked if he comes out and does what Larson did in the stage one last year and goes out and whips everybody's ass. I would he's not on be the stews, He's on the Stu's wine parlor. With who? Ty, Tyrell Hatton. Oh. Tyrell Hatton. T-Rail. Tyrone? Tyrone Hatton. Yeah. Tyrone. Going, I heard some clicks over there. Are we going in to lock it in, Ryan, or are we passing? Uh, I'm just I'm just buzzing around. My He's buzzing around, baby. I told Ryan, um, so I'm not sending any of our guests uh, any like set list of questions like I do with some of our other podcasts and other shows that we do. Because uh, I think... Listen, I, I think I think this is my personal opinion that we put out our best product when we just shoot the shit. We talk NASCAR, we talk gambling, we we talk what's from the heart. Um, and I know it makes it tough on on people that are really numbers based, especially Ryan. I know that uh, you got a lot of great things uh, going on your side, and I want to talk about that because I was rudely interrupted on my way to talk about everything that you got fifty one seconds into this podcast. But um, <laughs> give you know you've been on our show before, but I, I, a lot has changed since you came on our podcast. What all do you have going on? You're CEO now. You got this wonderful, magnificent website. You got guys writing with you, writing for you. Uh, kind of walk us through what you got going on. Yeah, it's wintherace.info. Um, I do what's called true performance ranks, which are kind of my pride and joy because they're my own ranking. No one else has it. It's my own formula. I take all the you know the loop data that NASCAR spits out after a race, what I think is most important, uh, and then weigh it out. And it gives me a ranking of how a car truly performed. It's not always going to be perfect because a lot of shit, like we saw last week, can happen. Um, that's completely out of their hands and it might throw some numbers off, but at least it gives you more of a guide as to who's truly running where they are. And now we're at the point of the season where it's starting to take form, especially for, you know, not for road courses yet. Um, but we got quite a few coming up, but you know, for, we're looking at intermediate tracks and things like that. Like we are now you can totally see it take form and see who's performing and who can, 
who has that upside. So that's what you're looking for, whether you're playing DFS or, you know, betting. So I don't know, man. It's been fun. You got Greg Mathern uh, dropping some great free articles now. It's it's called Front Runners. It's everyone that runs in the top 10, 5, and 3 the most at correlated tracks to the, you know, the current week's track that they're racing. Um, and then also has like fast lap percentage, laps led percentage, all that stuff. So he's a data data god. And now he's now he's on win the race, which is um lucky to have him. So yeah, absolutely. I read I read his article that he put out uh today. Today we're today's Wednesday, we're recording. And uh it's a great article because it was the first time that this week, and and I read it this morning, Wednesday morning. Uh it's the first time this week where I really regretted building my notes based upon all seven road courses that we've had uh, with the Gen 7 car. And I asked this question on Wednesday night's show with Derek. I said, is is anybody else using all seven races or like, am I totally out to lunch? Because you guys are putting emphasis, obviously, on Sonoma last year on Coda or not Coda, Road America and Indy Road. And I kind of want to pick your brain on why you got to those tracks or why Greg got to those tracks, um, why you weigh those more significant, maybe why you don't really care about Coda and the new package this year. Kind of walk me through uh, what tracks you're looking at and maybe why. Well, I know when he does his stuff, um, that's solely him. That's and okay. I think okay. what he My does apologies. when he correlates it is uh by speed if i if and i don't want to speak for him too but i'm pretty sure that's how he does that's how he's been doing it for the other tracks too that's why he does so when you read the article there's four or five different graphs depending on where we go i think he's got maybe three or four this week but that's why he'll use like you know here's all seven and coda this year here's just these three here's these five you know so you can kind of What's nice about it is you can pick, you know, what you think would make the most sense and look at it and you can compare them to one another. So for me, I, the weird thing that I think, well, two things, I tweeted this out earlier today, you know, a lot of these numbers that we look at from last year, all seven races, doesn't matter which ones correlate better or not, all had stage breaks, all mm-hmm. had different strategy, all put guys further back in the field at times they probably shouldn't have been. So I think now you you take that out, a lot of these faster cars, you know, track position is going to be what it is. You know, you're going to want to start up front. And if you're just on a smart strategy, you're not trying to get these stage points or whatever else. If you're just on a smart strategy, you'll be up there at the end to win. So I don't know. I just think that's a little different. Maybe I'm overblowing that. But then the other twist is we're in this new package. So I kind of do look like looking at Coda and looking at how who's been fast in this, even if they're on tracks that aren't road courses, just to see – who's been fast, you know, that's it. Like, like Reddick had been fast in that package and then blew everybody out of the water. Larson's been extremely fast in this package. Number one in my true performance ranks and he dominates here. So he only has the one win or maybe one top five. Has he ever won Sonoma? I know he wins the poll every goddamn year. <laughs> yeah. Three years. Yeah. Ago. <laughs> he won 20, 2021. Oh yeah. 2021. He won. So yeah. the one win his other finishes kind of suck, but I remember like last year specifically, he's leading every lap if he doesn't yep. go off that strategy. So mm-hmm. that strategy buried him. So now he's wicked fast in this package and is awesome here. And I expect him to qualify well. Car's been fast all year, especially in this package too. And he loves this place. So I don't know, man. Like, I think we got to take all that into consideration. So it makes it kind of tough to cap early week. 
strategy strategy wise it was a dumb move staying out and not going for the win but he also lost a fucking will too so yeah it was late so i mean i don't know i feel like he may have even had a shot if he wouldn't have lost the fucking tire that's what's what's oh. tough about playing like DFS for it when we had those stages was like I was all over him that race. Like there's no reason why he shouldn't lead the most laps and win the race. And all it took was just the strategy. He was off on strategy. He just played a different game than I was playing. So tough. We might have uh, a good old fashioned green flagger this week at Sonoma we've got some stupid I call them stupid road courses they're not stupid I enjoy watching them I hate betting on them um but even you know the obvious Coda turn one Indy Road turn one uh you can even throw the Roval turn one in there with some shenanigans Sonoma doesn't necessarily have a crazy corner until the last corner which by that time you know it's a road course these guys are pretty well stretched out um does like going back to what you said, it's going to be tough to handicap. You know, I, I still like to see the body of work that these guys have put in, in this car. I know it's slightly different package, but we heard driver interviews uh, after Phoenix. When we first saw it, not a lot has really changed. Like it wasn't like guy was running 25th and now he hit this new package setup and now he's running fifth. Right. It, like we haven't really seen that, but there's different strategy. There's no stage breaks. Sonoma is definitely a track where we could have 90% of this race, maybe even the whole thing go green. Um, but, you know, with pit stops and tires coming There's off. There's no and way guys these fuck stuck. cards can yeah. run a whole race with, without <laughs> I, I was fixing wreck. to say it's, it's very unlikely that it's going to happen. But uh, only two natural cautions last year in this race. Um, and, and track position was absolutely killer and if you didn't restart the stage break or those cautions on you know in the top three or five uh good luck getting to the front and when i say the front i mean the lead but go ahead if a late caution comes out this place can be a fucking shit show don't think it goddamn can't be like i've seen it with my own two eyes i want to say the year larson won the bitch a caution come out he had to win it on a green white checker in 21 did because if i had I, yeah. I had uh alfredo in the 38 over justin haley in the 77 it was hitting all day by 15 spots yeah. and i get yeah because i man. i want to say it ended up it ended up letting me fucking sweet matchups that day i had like five or Must six nice. offshore sitting out and they weren't doing it wasn't bad or anything my unit my big unit ones were winning but my smaller ones ended up cashing because of all that fucking chaos at the end of that damn thing. Mm-hmm. And I had Larson pretty sure. Yeah. All right. So no way, no shit. You bet Larson. That yeah. Bet. Isn't that crazy? How I that bet Larson uh, <laughs> like every fucking race. Yeah, I know. One, I know. Probably on something. Something was getting laid down, whether it was a top three win. I don't know. It, it was just, you know, yeah, kind of a feeling when he won't go ha- wasn't going to have a good race, but most time he did. <laughs> it was yeah. just like show up. I got the fastest car, and if no shit happens, we're at least fin- coming out of here in the top five. Yeah. All right, I want to do something uh, here because I think it's fitting. Rory just jogged my memory. We're only, we can only spend a few minutes on this if it's a total blunder. 
but if it's not a total blunder, this should be a pretty good segment. Uh, RFK tweeted out a video. My internet's taking a shit. Maybe it's not. Um, hopefully not. Uh, Brad Keselowski guessing, or not even guessing, answering correctly the winners of races, like going all the way back to like the mid 2000s. So Rory, we're going to give a shot. He had at, to thank on a few of them, but that was did. some impressive shit. It's, it's crazy, right? Was, so we're gonna we're not going to go back that far. That we're going to go twenty twenty two races, uh, because Rory, there was one episode Ryan where Rory was bringing out 2014 Kevin Harvick Vegas two laps led like crazy <laughs> shit. And he was off by like three Dude, I can't even remember. Yes, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, either, dude. Shit, I'll be it's crazy. So, all right. So, sometime. yeah, if we, if, before we waste any more time, I want to jump into this and, uh, and, and get some good stuff. So we'll give you a layup here. We'll give you a layup. Daytona 500, 2022 champion. Austin Sendrick. Bingo. That one I knew. All right. Circuit of the Americas should be another layup. 2022? Yeah, last year. Ross Chastain. I Bingo. had him 40 to 1. All right. Mm-hmm. Bristol. Dirt. That was a great day. That was a great day. Those are some. We hit, I hit one too. That was a monster day for tickets. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Bristol Dirt, 2022. Second time we were there. KFB. Bingo. Yeah, I'll never forget that one. Because I, I was holding a Reddick. Yeah, team. me too. 2022 no KFB All-Star Race. Brian Blaine. All right, so those are some layups. Now we're going to get uh, we're gonna get a little bit more difficult here. How about Atlanta 1? Oh, I know. Will, it, I will, will he be? No, nope. he won with, uh, Atlanta too. No. Oh wait. Chase Elliott won oh, Atlanta too. Right. I'm looking at. I'm looking at Atlanta oh. too. Fuck. Okay, he got both of them. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he just told you two answers in one. Yeah, he just. Okay, yeah, he spooled me on this little shindig. Okay. Um, how about Darlington one? Oh, I know that one. Per- pretty eventful finish. One was Joey Logano. Bingo. All right, let's find let's yeah. pull something out of my ass here. Richmond 2. Kevin Hart. Oh, okay, man, that wasn't as hard as I thought. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Actually, no, you're going to get that one too. All right, here we go. Dover 1. Dover 1 was Chase Elliott cuz I had on a Monday. Golly. All right, we're going to on a Monday. Gonna... And I hit and I hit a 18 parlay for like $1500 a day. <laughs> of course you did. Okay. All right, we're going to go until you get one wrong. Uh Vegas 2 in the playoffs. Vegas 2 in the playoffs was oh, Joe Logano. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, that. it was Logano. Um uh, we were at that race, can't do that one. Ooh, this might be a good one. Texas 2. Or I guess Texas won, but not the also race the regular the other one. That was hold on, I know this. This is a tough one. I think most so. people block Texas right out of the I brain. think so too. Yeah. I hate that fucking place. I wanna say for some odd reason. I'll give you a hint. It was this guy's first win on an oval in the Cup Series. 
Red Dog. Red Dog Reddick. Did he win? Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll go. I said we were going to go until he gets one wrong. Uh, let me really pull something out of my ass here. All right, how about Richmond one? Denny. Golly. What about Charlotte Roval? Charlotte Roval? Yeah. Christopher Bell with the four-tire stock. All right. I didn't know if the end of that race would have threw you off. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Um, Gateway last year. Joey Logano. That was too easy. Had we just it. went 16 there. to 1. Kansas won. Thank you you. got to get the. Thank you, FanDuel, for leaving those odds up for everybody. Kansas won. <laughs> Kurt Bush in the um, Jumpman car. Yeah, Kansas oh is too easy God. because yeah, it's the same swept. car both times. Yeah, they swept. Yeah, go on and knock out one. Oh, two, how about probably. this one? Vegas won. Vegas won? Vegas won. Was. Oh, I know what that one was because I hit that some bitch live. That was that was on Whitney's account. We've opened her an account up, Alex. Bone. <laughs> okay, this is this is yeah. Maybe it's too easy because it was last year. Maybe I'm just like uh, yeah. I, yeah, no, they're still good though. I, there was a couple there I had to think about. Oh, you really want to get funky with it? Dual one winner, Daytona Speed Week. Dual one. I'll, I got. I'll guess. be impressed if was... you get either one, do one or two. Eric, I, got, I think I know both. Nah, Amarola was this year. Ryan, you got. I'm going to give Roy one more guess. Chris Buescher won one of. Them. Yes, you got one of them correct. But he won the second one. Didn't, right? didn't RFK sweep? Yeah, they swept. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. All right. So I did say. So you got one wrong. Your guess was Amarola. So that was pretty impressive. I don't know how many we just rattled off there, but that was at least uh, ten or twelve. Rory. His, this is a new segment. We used to have Rory's stories last year. Now we have Rory's historian. So there you go. Yeah, next week. Next week, I want to hear 2021. All right, there we go. We'll keep going back in do, the years. Do the COVID years. Everyone's brain was foggy. Yeah, there you I'll go. I'll probably be pretty good at those. All right, um, Rory, good job. That was a hell of a job. Let's talk odds board because, Ryan, you made a comment before we started recording here that Odds are definitely interesting. So I I do a breakdown on through the gears every week uh, about the odds board, what I think about it, where I think there's opportunities. So I'm just going to run through it real quick. And I kind of just want your quick opinion on the lay of the land. So uh, I got three guys at the top of the board, Larson, Reddick, and Elliott favorites. Uh, no shocker there. Reddick has, has clearly uh, implanted himself as a road course guy. Um, and then you got Byron. At ten to one, Kyle Busch was nine to one about two hours ago, and he just jumped to eleven to one. Um, and then you got Chastain, Dinger, Sendrick, Suarez, all in the mid to late teens. And there's really not this drop off that we've seen on these ovals that uh, over the last month, six weeks, eight weeks that we've seen. Uh, feels like we'll get to like 14, 16 to one, and then it's like straight down to thirty to one or thirty five to one. This week. Um, not so much the case. And I think that that has to do with the guys that finished one, two, three last year, uh, Suarez, Busher, McDowell all had, you know, they were monster numbers going into Sonoma last year. Uh, and this year we, we've already talked about a little bit, no stage breaks could be more of a natural race. Um, but you never know what's going to happen. You know, the cup series this year has been absolutely wonky, but, uh, you got some heavy hitters 
historically that have been good on road courses uh, at some big numbers that just haven't shown it over the last two seasons. You got all basically all of JGR. The lowest number that I can find is Truex at 28 to one on Barstool. Um, you know, you got both the Penske guys at Blaney and Logano at 33 to one. Uh, and then, you know, Brad and Bubba and Ty Gibbs, and then it's just hundred to one plus. So Ryan, what's your, uh, you know, your bottom line on the lay of the land or your top line. I don't know, wherever you want to start, what do you think about the odds this week? Yeah, I agree. I mean, you got like the three clear favorites and then it jumps to, you know, I guess the next tier. But even that, like tier two, I think is kind of short as well. And then you get up to like your Dinger, Suarez, Cindric type range. Um and those guys, I don't necessarily mind, but I, but like, I don't know. I, I was kind of thinking if if three guys were five to one, then by the time you got to that range, they would be past twenty to mm-hmm. one. But they're all like fourteen. It's it's like you said, it's all like, it's just all jammed up. It's all slashed and juiced out of its mind. I, I just can't can't get behind a lot of the numbers. The one number that we took at win the race was Alex Bowman forty to one which I think now is no longer available anywhere. That's awesome um, value, 40 to Yeah, one. 25 to 1 on Barstool right now. That's a hell of a number. Yeah, yeah so he was 40. Uh, we caught that on Caesars when it opened this week. Um, and that was only for like, you know, a quarter unit, just a little sprinkle on something to have something longer. And basically because I'd just probably start twitching if I didn't have anything down <laughs> by the time we start talking about it. And I – um. Like, I don't know if I could go to sleep at night if I didn't, like, just do something. So, did that one. I'm happy with it. it. You know, we talked about this, them being in this short track package, and he's one that's been very, very solid in that when you compare his results on that compared to his intermediate uh, package results this year. So, um, and then we've seen him running a lot of road courses, like, throughout the other series last year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's I think he's improved at road courses, so... I don't know, you know, just a flyer there, but that's kind of where I'm at, you know, and we'll talk about a shitbox bet later, but I'm just, I kind of want to wait. I got a plan in place. There's a lot of, if you guys haven't been on Caesars yet today and actually signed in and go to promos, I know they were giving away a ton of 50% boost, free bets, bunch of shit on there. So if you haven't signed into Caesars today, get on there. Absolutely. Rory, what you think about the odds? I mean, I know you're be- I know you're like salivating at Larson five to one, but uh, what you know, walk me through that, or or what else you think, and what your plans are going into this week. I will say, Rory, because I know you're going to get into it, but I did take one boost. There's a thirty three percent boost yesterday. I took that on Larson, and then I'm saving the other two. They don't expire till Sunday at three a.m. Yeah. And my plan is, you know. Even if he gets slashed to three and a half to one or three to one, whatever, there's two fifty percent boosts. If Larson's fast, they're both going on him. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think the position I want to take coming into this is somehow get on Larson, Reddick, and Elliot. I mean, it's kind of like pick which one you want to go outright, and then take placements on the other two and. Worse comes to worse, you probably come out maybe just losing a little bit or maybe breaking even depending on how you play it. Or you could come out positive by the other two finishing the top three, even if one of them wins the race. 
then now you're you're golden on that. I mean, that's my way of thinking on this. I mean, because you can't take all three of them outright, really, in my opinion. I think you're better off using your money that you would spend on them outright and doing like I plan on doing. And I, I haven't looked at the top five market yet. I, I did glance at the top three earlier because I think top fives just came out sometime today. Mm-hmm. Cause even Caesars only had top three and that's the only place I really, I was just, I had a little bit of time on my hands. I was like, I'm curious to see. And plus one seventy on both Larson Reddick that that's the route that I was leaning just because I, I just have this gut feeling that Chase Elliott's winning. Sunday. I, I wow. am not totally opposed to backing Chase Elliott uh, this week. I, I, I'm, you know, don't love that he's at five and a half to one, maybe six to one at some shops. Uh, but I'm not so opposed to the old DI nine dig uh, return to a road course with Chase Elliott this week. Ryan, you got any comments on what Rory said or, or Chase Elliott? Um, I like Byron more than Elliott, just because of the number, so, or just you know. With some numbers to back it up. Everything. I like Byron. Been, been way better in every package this year. Uh, has been was great at Coda. Yeah. Good, you know. I don't mind him on a road course. It's not like he's a slouch. So, um, I just if he, I don't think the talent level is that much worse than Chase Elliott. So even on a road course, I don't I don't really care. I I care more about Elliott's car not being what we're used to seeing, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. You know, and he hasn't. Has he even ran this? package yet this yeah, he, year uh, no because he broke his leg right, after, right before vegas so yeah, no jordan no jordan taylor ran it right yeah yep, so yep yeah so i don't know man his first one um is he is he even 100 percent? i don't think anyone really knows uh i don't know i just byron at any track right now i would take byron over Elliot. yeah i i i we've talked we talked about this i think it was last week maybe the week before uh, I'm a conspiracy theorist that there's garages inside of garages, right? There's like the, the half of Penske that's good and, or the th- two thirds of Penske that's good. And there's a third that's bad. There's uh, a half of Hendrick. That's a top three car every week. And there's half that's maybe eighth to 12th, uh, go on and I on and on. Say, right? I will say the reason for jumping on those two early is because I don't think those numbers are going to be there. Those someday. two being who? Especially on Reddick and Larson. You think as far both as are going to be worse than five to one come Sunday? Uh, yeah, if they both qualify first and second. Yeah, but how could fast. you? You think the books if would offer fast, us could, three and a half to one and four to one on two guys? Yes. Seen it before with Chase Elliott and Larson back in 2021. I mean, that's what it was every single damn that's time. Fair. So I, I feel like out of all of them, Elliot's going to qualify worse, but he will come through the field. So we'll get a better number on Sunday waiting on it. And that way you can possibly then I would consider if that's what, I, what I'm going to do. I'm talking this through right mm-hmm, now. Like mm-hmm. I kind of thought about it earlier in the day and now we're having a convo. Like probably leaning that way because now I can't afford to take Elliot probably live after I see, all right, he's making some passes. I'm going to go on and take him. Or if it looks like he's 
not running all that great right now. I'm just going to sit on him. And once he gets to a certain number, like if he gets up to even over 10, I got to really start thinking about listening into his radio and hearing what's going on. And if they think it's something wrong with the car, if they can get it fixed. And I mean, he's almost like Kyle Larson at any track. But Elliot, particularly at road mm-hmm. courses, because he's always a you never can count that dude out. Never can. No, I, don't I mean, you can count him out. I like what you're saying. Like you could, if he qualifies poorly, you could take a higher number on it, and it doesn't even have to be him. It could be Reddick. It could be it could be Larson. But you get the better number, and then even though they're back in the field and on the track position, maybe throughout the race. They do try, they do swing for the fences if they know they're not going to get the track position and try a different strategy. And maybe they get a caution at the right time, maybe anything like that. But if they find themselves up near the front, like you said, you could never count them out. But I will say, like Chase Elliott, you know, he won a couple polls last year on road courses, never won. He got ran the fuck down by Reddick. So, I mean, it's, I know he was like the, the road course goat, but I mean, he had six races last year. Didn't win a single one and he won polls. So I don't know, man. I don't know if he's still that dude. Something doesn't interest me about him in particular about, he just don't, doesn't seem like he wants to even be out there anymore. It's kind of like he's filling out whatever kind of obligation he has. It wouldn't surprise me if he just walked the hell away. I mean, he's Chase Elliott. He looks You're crazy. <laughs> he absolutely looks like he is just absolutely You are not out of your mind. And I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, stick to your guns, dude. I, I'm not trying to talk you off the ledge. I'm just trying to tell you that I just think you're crazy. He's in a good spot. It'd be hard to just be hard to walk away from it. All right, so I think you know. I think eventually they'll get it right. Like just because his car is not as fast as his teammates now, I mean, if there's any team that can get it right, those guys can. absolutely, absolutely. Well, they do randomly hit shit. Yeah, that, that is what they are known for. He's yeah, also like Bowman will come out and smoke the field out of nowhere, and you're like, oh shit, are these these Hendricks cars can do that, and any one of them can do it's that. It's like it's almost like uh, Blaney at, at the Coke Six Hundred. It's like, where the fuck did that speed come from? Because who the fuck? Yeah. And then you see these twenty-five to one tickets, and you're like, what the fuck? That's just yeah. crazy. I know it's, it's apples nuts. to oranges, apples to oranges, but uh, so you know, one thing to consider this week too is the Fords, because well, one they were dominant here last year. Fords were all at the top of the leaderboard, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, like I like Suarez won, but I like my true performance ranks had Busher as the best car, but it's just that's one thing. Like it's so fucking hard to pass here. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, yeah, go cool. ahead, go ahead. I want to talk about. I was that. like cooler temperatures. Like I feel like the Fords have been excelling in the cooler temperatures. That was Blaney's win in the cooler temperatures last week. You get the rain, cools everything down. Blaney's fast as hell again. It's just like I don't know, man. I I think it's I think like it's a high of seventy out there. And I don't know if they they just run better in the the cooler temps or what. It seems like Toyotas always are good when it's like scorching hot, like in Kansas when Denny smoked everyone. Mm-hmm. But maybe and maybe I'm just looking too far. No, no, no. I, I I do not think that you're off the boat there. I think that that is uh, definitely a good observation and something to think about. So let's talk about the potential lack of passing. And I know Ryan, uh, last year you. Uh, were offered the pole sitter to win the race. Do you get that anymore? Do you see that anywhere? No, 
that's one of the 100 things they've taken away <laughs> for no reason. So I was thinking that could be a, a good bet because, like, sometimes we were having that number at seven, eight to one, and like the favorite was five yeah. to one. And like scenario like this week, you know, you could get any one of those three guys that we've just been talking about the last 15 minutes at seven to one in case they win the poll, right? Um, the closest thing that I can see, and it's kind of crazy to think about, but let's just imagine for a second. We have no passing. Uh, we have a very green flag race, very little natural cautions. Any driver to win both stage one and stage two and win the race, it's six to one on Barstool. I know I talk about Barstool a lot, but it's my favorite interface, and I think they have some of the best odds. But um, any any thoughts on that? If we do, like like, for example, last year, Kyle Larson, if we didn't have stage breaks, he easily could have led every single lap at this race a year ago. So uh, any value you see in a six to one, either of you guys, if you want to pop in here and answer. Yeah, because what we still have, we don't have the stage break, but there's still stages at those at those lap points. So I'm just trying to think of when they would look at the The, have it up in the strategy. Yeah, because that's that'd be the only way I think. And it sucks to say it because it sounds like it might be a boring race, but that's like might be the only way that loses. So I heard real quick. I heard that it's between a three stop and a four stop race. Let's just say yeah. it goes green, right? So there's two stage breaks or not breaks, two stage stages, points paying stages. Um, and somebody smarter than me is going to have to dissect like, okay, if you do the three tires st- or the three stop, when do you pit? You know, if you do the four stop, when do you pit, et cetera, et cetera. So. I'd probably stay away then just because I would worry about that. Like Reddick did it at, at Coda. I wonder, looking back, I wonder, I don't think that happened there, even though he was faster than everyone because he had to come back through the field when he, he they fucked up. Yeah, strategy. he went off strategy and then came back on, which is bonkers, yeah. right? Yeah, that was so weird. The fact that he blew through everybody and won that race, I mean, that was, that his car was so much faster than everyone. It was unreal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rory, does that entice you at all? Or are you feeling what Ryan's feeling? Um, shit. I kind of think most of your guys like Larson and Reddick and whoever else, they're all going to three stop. And then your most of your four stop guys are going to be guys in the back, hoping to catch a caution, gain track position. And then they'll be on the other people's same strategy. That's what I worried Man, about. Like you get the lose the stage two one because someone's out there running as long as they possibly can or something. Fair weird. Fair point. All right. I just figured I'd throw it out there. I really wish we could get the uh driver to win the poll, win the race. That was a that was a fun bet that FanDuel, you know, FanDuel some well in some states, they don't have it in New York, but I know in Slack or in Discord, people will tweet it out all the time. They do like uh, winner to come from starting position zero yeah, through yeah, nine, yeah. whatever. Like uh, zero through nine this week should be fucking minus six hundred. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I wonder what I wonder what it is. Like if they put out minus two hundred, like I would I would bet that. I'm gonna pull it up. You guys keep yourselves busy. I know Rory can fill in some some time here for me. I'm gonna look that up. I mean, I think Xfinity race is interesting with all the big names in that bitch. I mean, Almondinger. Yeah. Larson, fucking Chastain, uh, Suarez, Amarola. Chastain, Gibbs. Amarillo by morning. 
Yeah, Gibbs. Mm. Yeah, everybody. And then you got the regulars. Like, Allgaier's been great. Allgaier's finished top three in almost every race this year. So, FanDuel doesn't yeah. have anything out right now. All they have is outrights and uh, manufacturer and groups. That's about it. Couple All right, that's heads. something, yeah, for everyone to keep an eye on if your state offers it. So, do we want to talk Xfinity? I was going to go into Grid Rival, but we can surely talk Xfinity. That It is going to be a wild one uh, while I pull up odds. It, I mean, what what are they, the 8, 10 cup drivers coming down to race? I mean, brother. Yeah, we don't even have yeah, odds. We don't even have, oh, yeah, we do. Here we go. All right, uh, no shocker. Larson plus two fifty, Dinger plus two seventy five, Gibbs five to one, and then everybody else. Um, you know, I think I think that this is different than when you know Kyle Busch comes down to the trucks and it's only him and maybe one other guy, and you know Xfinity and Larson comes down, and you know maybe Chastain's in the ninety one, which is a non factor, and this is different. Like this is. I, I I can't remember a time when we've had this many cup guys like uh, last year. I know we've had like five or six in the dirt race. We had five or six in the truck race at Sonoma last year, but we're, we're literally up at like eight to 10 cup guys coming down. Is there Ryan, are you a big Xfinity guy? Is there anything that you can learn from the Xfinity race to take to Sunday or are you? you know, I always like the drivers more who, get that track time. Even if it's at a track, they know I don't, I don't care. I love when they race. I love the drivers even more when they've seen the track already and it's fresh in their mind and they, they ripped the whole race on it the day before that. I just love it. I think they perform better. Yeah. Phil full tank. Phil brought up a interesting point. Um, he was in Suarez aside because he doesn't have too many laps. I mean, he has some laps and some shit boxes over the years at Sonoma. Um, most of the guys that have ran well in other series do not run well at Sonoma. And the guys that have had ample laps at Sonoma in the cup series have historically run well at Sonoma. Any thought on that? Uh, I think that lends to, you know, Saturday mattering. Yeah. I think that I said that correctly. Like you just said, you like the guys that are getting these laps down, maybe breaking points could be similar. Maybe arcs, could be similar, just feeling the racetrack out. Um, you know, I think Larson can win both races, which is a nice little parlay. Ooh, let's see yeah. what they're offering, huh? I don't know what. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to do it on Caesars, but as always, just got to give me a second. I'm, Roy's just over there like, absolutely. Don't ask dumb questions. I was already thinking. Yeah, I think Caesars is the only one that I have that will allow you to do it. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do. So if you, yeah, you put them in here. It's yeah, twenty to one. Okay, well, it's just a tough. It's not bad. It's for a, a tough bit. ask. I mean, you got Dinger in the race. You got nine other Cup guys. I mean, it's just yes, that Hendrick seventeen car we saw at Watkins Glen last year, absolute fucking rocket. Right, it's going to be a rocket. Yeah. We know it's going to be a rocket, but I mean, there's some there's some dudes in this race. So I know that's what that's what makes it kind of tough. Like uh, I might try to do a parlay, like a top three parlay or something like that. Mm-hmm. I see. I now you're talking my kind of yeah, language. That's what, I kind of like yeah, that. That's what I was just looking at was the top three. 
market trying to pair them up. Larson and Reddick have already fell on Caesars top three. They were plus one seventy. Yeah, minus one sixty two for Larson for um, top three. I'm, I just happened to be looking at the cup, trying to get somebody. Yeah, your top three Larson on Caesars right now for me it's plus two eighty one. Okay, yeah, obviously not not juicy, not crazy juicy, but. Uh, oh, they actually did a boost too. So if you for oh no, the boost is for Larson to win Xfinity and Elliott to win Cup for that's twenty five to one. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're gaining a little. Trying to bit. get you on the boost. Yeah, there you go. Fuck that. Yeah, y'all have to talk about I that. I can say, I can say the Larson. The there's Larson. A, I mean, I know it might not be shitbox time, but the yeah, fuck the it. One Let's go. Fuck it. Shitbox. Let's go. Rolling into it. The one thing that stood out to me the most today, and maybe you guys can talk me off the ledge here or talk me into it. I didn't bet it yet, but and I'll go look right now and I'll see if it's still available. Um, Xfinity head to head. And it's Sammy Smith minus 110 over Parker Kligerman. And I love Sammy. Okay. Uh, I know that Parker. You can tell me now. Because I. Here's my thing. I like Parker too, especially on road courses. But the, to me, the the cars are not the same. And Sammy's been just fine on road courses. It, minus what happened at, at Pro right. Tour. Yeah, it's like what He's, what are you gonna do about that, right? You kind of kind of almost yeah. got to throw it out, right? Kligerman uh, is just that dude. He's fast on road courses. Like he love he's vocal about how much he loves. Road Sammy courses. Smith was running some fast lap times, even though he was basically out of the damn race because i looked looked to see what he was running just in case he happened to catch enough cautions and get back on the lead lap in time and some crazy ass strategy could come into play but i mean he really he was running some pretty damn fast laps yeah i think he's and i might be wrong about this but i think he top five in in every road course until then maybe he missed one other one but he's uh I just think like having Gibbs around, you know, just another JGR guy to talk to, learn some things from, who's an awesome road racer uh, in that series, at least. Um, I don't know, man. I just think that his car is going to be so much faster. Should be, right? It Like, it should be. There's no question that JGR should bring a way faster car than Big Machine racing it, but... Uh, Kligerman had a chance there at the end. He dive bombed it and obviously made a fool of maybe not a fool of himself. He went for it, right? You can't knock him for it, but he was up there, is my yeah. point. He was tricycling. Well, he that knows shit. where yeah. he can win at, he That's, knows the places that he has the best shot at winning. And you got to believe with no cup guys in the race at Portland and you get a green white checker, hell yeah, you're yeah, hoping damn for right. <laughs> destruction at the front and hoping you make it through. Yeah. I mean, how. I don't blame him. Shit. No, I think because like they don't run the different packages and like even on the intermediate tracks, like Sammy Smith, four out of five, you know, top ten true performance ranks, and like Kligerman only has one. It just seems like it, his car is just way worse. That's fair. I, don't know. I see one that I like. Let's hear it. What's your shit box, big dog? Daniel Hemrick over Riley Herps minus one twenty. Damn, fading our boy Herbst, huh? Yeah. 
This ain't a short track. Yeah, Hemrick did have a this good car a uh, prior to the uh, debacle that was the fire that he had at Portland. He had some very good practice yeah. times. Let's hope it doesn't catch on fire again. <laughs> God, that fucking <laughs> blows, dude. If you had a Hemrick ticket for anything, T's and P's to you. I mean, this is probably – this is one of his strong suits. It it's closer in my ranks there, but I do have Hemrick over Herbst. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying Riley has had some decent finishes on road courses, but most time they're shitty. I mean, not saying he's not capable or whatever, but doesn't it seem like they're falling off some from how fast of a car he had at the beginning of the year, and then they got some shit torn up, and now he's not fast. Riley Herp's going to yeah. Riley Herp's. I mean, Hemrick's that, good on road courses. He's got a bunch of top fives on road courses. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I actually do like that because you can also throw in the Riley Herbst to wreck. There's a 5% chance uh, every week. You might as well just take all the numbers that you're going to have and then just deduct Riley Herbst by 5% because of the threat of wreck. It doesn't matter if it's his fault or somebody else's. It's just like stricken (laughs) to him. He does get some of the shittiest luck as far as people running into him, fucking his day up. I mean, he had a pretty good car at Martinsville and Hemrick wrecked him. At Martinsville. So hopefully they don't get near each other because shit, I might be in trouble on this one. <laughs> we might see some payback. <laughs> uh, I like it. I, I, and usually I'm the matchup guy, but I'm not going with a matchup for my shitbox bet of the week. I'm rocking with the top three market, uh, and I'm going Tyrone Gibbs plus 125. Would love to take Larson or Almondinger at a top three. The numbers are just unbettable almost. Um, and like what we just talked about with JGR, they should bring rocket. Ty Gibbs dominated and how I dominated Xfinity series, uh, road courses. How could I forget the first, uh, race that Ty Gibbs ever ran was Daytona road 2021 in the Xfinity series. I'm boots on the ground. I have at that time, my largest wager ever, ironically, in a matchup with Daniel Hamrick over Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs goes on to win the race. I look like a fucking fool. Uh, And so that's behind me, and we're two years later, and now we're hammering Ty Gibbs top three plus 125. Uh, And I think, you know, it's going to be one of those – It's gonna, in my opinion, it's going to be one of those cup guys. It's going to be Larson, Dinger, or Gibbs that's going to win this race. They're at the top of the board. And the only one that I want to bet at this particular moment is Ty Gibbs. And I want to take a top top three just in case that 17 car that Larson's going to be in that's prepped by Hendrick is going to be a rocket. And Almondinger is the road course Xfinity GOAT for the last four or five years. And I just said Ty Gibbs took by storm. Uh, both those guys were incredible on road courses. So uh, giving myself an extra few spots and taking Tyrone Gibbs. Plus 160 on bet three sixty. Well, there you go. Bet 365 comes to, even though I can't bet it, it's coming to comes clutch every week. And Roy's always like, everyone's like, where the fuck do you find that number? It's like bet 365 every yeah. week. <laughs> All right. Plus I, uh, bet Fred always has like crazy numbers too. For people that bet Fred, I can't get that. They do sometimes. Yeah. I hadn't looked over there yet. Just, just, they lean more towards the favorite though. So I'm going to guess they probably have either that or worse. Over there, I was looking at Bat Rivers now just out of curiosity to see what they had. I was also thinking about taking Allgaier over uh, Suarez just because that was equipment based too. Like, 
and they can they can do whatever they want to the the Chevy Suarez is in. It's not going to have the speed Allgaier's car has this year. And Allgaier looked great. Obviously, looked great last week at Portland, and uh, not so much Finished. on the He's ovals. Fucking great this year, yeah. he on intermediate tracks he has a top three finish in every single. Okay, race. that I did not know that. That's wild because I would if you would have yeah. asked me the question without telling me that I would have said no, no way, no shot. Yeah, you're probably getting like plus money on them top three this year. You'd be six for six. Damn. Holy shit. Or five shit, for five. Or I, think I did not know that. Five or six. That's wild. Yeah. Good for them. I, I forgot. Bet River, I mean, uh, Bet Fred doesn't offer placements on Xfinity and trucks. They just offer matchups and outrights. Mm. Only cup. That was devastating last week, by the way, because I hit Grant 10 to 1, and then I had Allgaier 11 to 1 on the boost. Oh. And luckily, I covered it with a top five. Oh. But the, and then we hit Kyle Larson twelve to oh. one, so it was almost a 10, 11, and twelve to one sweep of the weekend, oh. and that that final restart for all guys. Oh, that is so Brutal. fucking painful. And he only needed like half a lap too to pass him because he was at his bumper at the line. Oh, that's so painful. Yeah, he was so much better God, than Custer. What though. a weekend by win the race info. Golly, it was. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun in Discord seeing everyone just like, let's fucking Oh, go. just going bonkers, dude. There's nothing better than hitting outrights, dude. There is, especially when yeah. they're, you know, anything north of 10 to 1 is just like some of the most fun, exhilarating times that you could ever have gambling. It is oh, just yeah. unbelievable. I think I think we'll get a sweep by the end of the year. That was the closest we've come, but dude, sweep's you, coming. You put out a graphic, by the way. Go follow Ryan at Han Yolo, H A H N Y. Zero L zero. He puts out a graphic. It feels like every week uh, of all the outrights or, or their favorite outright that win the race puts out, and it's uh, it's either green for win or it feels like every other one is uh, second place. So I love that graphic. You got to keep putting that out because that it's just bonkers to me. Thanks. Yeah. Last week, you know, twelve to one too. I wanted to be up way more. The the props have been going really well, and they just got smoked out this week. Some got smoked out by, like we already talked about, rotors. Just weird shit happened. Sucked. Yeah. Like missed a couple, missed another top ten by one place or whatever. Just fucking brutal. But McDowell, you know, came through eleven to one top ten. That was cool. Holy okay. shit! Did you take that <laughs> pre-practice? During practice, thank you, fan. Yeah, hey, dummies. <laughs> yeah. I, love, I love them. <laughs> That's They're great. so much fun. Yeah, they leave yeah. their shit up every single week, dude. Sometimes yeah, they usually they take it down before qualifying. Still, they have gotten, though, come on. Yeah, exactly. But it's but it's because somebody that fucking hit the shit hard. Yeah, someone like, someone oh, put that Discord while I was driving. I fucking pulled over and hit that, and then I tweeted. I added everyone at the channel. I'm like, "Yo, McDowell, eleven to one." God, what a crazy they, number, dude! I got plus five eighty five, and I thought I was raking the dough in. Got to get in. Got to get in the Discord. Oh, we're in it. I just don't. I just don't check it. We're in it. I just don't check it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, damn. They they actually leave them up now and adjust them. I have seen them do that too. It's like they start adjusting. Them oh yeah, they start moving live. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is actually like pretty cool. I guess they're really doing it on purpose if they're fucking moving them. And them <laughs> up. All right, we got to keep moving here, boys. Um, I'm gonna start us off with uh, cup shit boxes. And I'm going. I'm going to give out the same matchup that I gave out on uh, on the NASCAR betting preview show Wednesday night with Derek. Uh, I'm going Mike Mack uh, over Mi Amigo Danny Suarez, 
And the line has moved. I got it at plus 128 on Barstool. It is now 115 for Mike Mack. And the reasoning is, let me pull up my notes here. Um, So when it comes to speed ranking, I can't speak about true performance rank. Ryan, maybe you can chime in here after I'm done. Uh, True Mm -hmm. uh, total speed ranking from iFantasy Race has them fourth and fifth on road courses uh, over the last couple of years. so they obviously they both have speed. And so when I see that Michael McDowell is that big of an underdog, I consider it a big underdog that, that automatically draws my eye and the head to head in the seven races, Mike Mack has a slight edge. He's beat him four times compared to Suarez is three. However, in the three losses that McDowell has had to Suarez on road courses, He's only lost by a total of six positions. Suarez in the four losses has lost by 55 positions. Um, and last year at Sonoma, Mike Mack had, you know, third place car ran very well. We talked about it earlier. Ryan said the Fords have been uh, or were really fast last year. Uh, and, in, and, and in Greg Mathern's article that he put out on your site, uh, when he was talking about Sonoma Road America and Indy Road, Michael McDowell is the only cup driver to run more than 80% of the laps inside the top 10. No other cup driver has done that. The next best is like 75%. uh, And I think Suarez is also in the 70% range. Um, But I I like the number here. Ultimately, I like the plus 128. It's now 115 on Barstool. You might be able to catch a book napping. I don't know if that's, you know, maybe money has come down on Mike Mack. uh, But uh, Suarez also, his average finish is 18th on uh, road courses over the last two seasons. Mike Max is 11th. And uh, Suarez has had a, like a 28th and then also like a mid-30s place finish on a road course. So uh, kind of thinking, you know, Mike Mack runs all the laps inside, not all the laps inside the top 10, a lot of laps inside the top 10 and uh, pretty consistently. And you can't say the same for Suarez. So, Yeah. I, I agree. Looking at, um, looking at the chart that Greg put out, uh, I like it a lot. Um, the only people that have ran more laps in the top 10 are Reddick and Elliot. So, you know, and they're, those are the only three that are above 70% of the time. If you're talking about, you know, the six races last year and the one this year. So yeah, man, I can get, I can get down with that. I think McDowell too has been very strong this year as a whole. Um, you know, okay in the in the short track package, you know, for looking at different tracks as well. So he's not someone I want to shy away from here. And then we already talked about how, you know, I think the Fords could be could be a force here like they were last year. I appreciate that, big dog. What you got? You got a shit box for us? Um, yeah, looking at uh it's tough because, you know, I don't want to tell people I'm out here betting these things if I haven't placed it yet and I haven't yet. Um, but when I'm just looking through the lines here, I I was mainly focusing on head to heads as well. And I kind of like Michael McDowell over Martin Truex Jr. Plus 100 on Caesars. So stick with the same guy. Uh, but one that, you know, Truex not even fucking relevant here last year. Um, yeah, total dog shit. Has been for a while at these road courses. Uh, so you get McDowell plus 100 here in this matchup. Keep the same stats you just said and I just said. 
and then look at Truex, who's ran inside. He has one top 10 finish in this next-gen Damn. car on a road Holy car. shit, that one. is terrible. Yeah, running running inside the top 10, 18.21% of the time, where McDowell is over 70%. So you got a guy that's finished four top 10s out of the seven races. Truex only one. And now I will say, Truex, crazy impressive this year. Mm-hmm. What a freaking comeback year like dude is dude's back Mm -hmm. but i I don't know man like really you're just gonna assume he's back on a road course where the toyota's just all completely swung and missed last year um you know we kind of called it last week too like looking at gateway the year before and then you come back to gateway this year a lot of the cars i missed missed again they just they improved throughout the race but like if if you miss here Good luck making that. You're out up. to lunch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, you're not looking good. And I look at like the, even like his qualifying, man. Like, actually, I thought I had all six races up here for qualifying, but I only have five. And the first five races, at least, Truex never even qualified inside the top 14. 15th was his best. And three of those five times, he qualified outside the top 25. Damn. You might this be is talking, shit you, on Mart- well, This is shit on Martin Truex segment because I got one for you. Let's right go, here I, let's go, Ryan. You're, yeah. you're you're talking you're talking me into this even money bet. I'm all over it. Go ahead, Rory. Alex Bowman minus one ten over Martin Truex on Bet Fred. Yeah. Oh damn! Give me I some, can't get Bet Fred. I give me some of that because I I have a pretty good feeling Hendricks gonna all four show up with some pretty good shit this weekend i i think tyler reddick is really the only x factor for anybody beating a hendrick car dinger they ain't got the equipment something's going on over there i he's like an enigma here because i never think that college car is going to be fast enough and somehow he makes it happen don't get me wrong was this the one where was this the one where he didn't have power steering yes yeah i mean no doubt I, I think Dinger can be up there. I just don't feel like with this car, if it was the old car, I'd give Dinger more of an edge if he was in good equipment. I mean, even in shitty equipment, Dinger can take something in the old car and get it up there. This, I mean, this car, did, this car is so neutral. With no power steering at a road course. Any yeah, I mean... But this car is so neutralizing. We haven't seen him go out and dominate a road course race. I mean, he just hasn't in in this car. I'm not saying that he wasn't there to win at Coda and hasn't ran well at other places. And he did win the Indy road course, but that was in the old, old car that year because of a shit storm at the end of that one other one of those please stay fucking green <laughs> and we're getting ready to cash in here and i mean i don't know it i just i see what you're saying i, I see what you're saying i think dinger i think Dinger's definitely a good top 10 play like if you can get him in a pretty good number i got him at minus 134 week. i do have cash down on that I mean, because I can definitely, I mean, see that happening. I don't mind sprinkling on him at that highest number that he is because I think he has the capability of qualifying pretty damn good, and you're not going to see that number. Yeah, maybe 16 I think is the best I saw. Maybe 18 possibly. Um, 
So, I mean, he's definitely one you want to take coming in because you got to be assuming he's going to qualify decent. All right. But, I mean, with Bowman, Bowman had speed at at Coda. Very good speed at that. And, and I don't know, Bowman's not too bad of a damn, you know, road course guy. If he can, if he doesn't have any mistakes, keeps it clean. I'm just betting on the fastest car. I have a feeling Bowman's going to qualify better than Truex is. I don't think Truex is going to be very Mm -hmm. good at all. And it's going, it's not one of those situations like last year when they had what Truex plus three, some shit versus Briscoe or something dumbass <laughs> line that they had at one. Remember Worm was one that talked about it, pointed it out and whatnot. I mean, it was a dumbass line. It didn't stay there very long, but yeah, I don't see this being close. If we're going to actually go off of mistake free race, head to head can't, I don't think it's close. All right, uh, let's keep piling on the Truex train. We're going to switch to Grid Rival. We got about twenty minutes left. Um, let's hammer through Grid Rival, and then we'll do final remarks, and uh, and then we'll wrap up. And the podcast will be out for you boys to listen to it. Um, sh- by the way, shout out over the levy uh, at Quality Policy. He gave us the idea to do the uh, Rory's history in segment tonight. So I forgot to put that out there, but good idea. All right. Uh, grid rival. I'm going to run through the matchups so that maybe Rory can retain what the matchups are, and then we'll uh, we'll go one by one, and we'll we'll throw our little two cents in there, and we will have a laying coin entry that is currently 57th overall and 18th in stage two. Um, and we are talking with a guy in Ryan Stevens win the race info. Uh, that there's a few win the race info logos that are up there at the top of the board racing for this 20k. So we're gonna get his uh, his input on this. That's awesome. I wish I could play in New York. Oh, Bummer, dude. You got some guys that are rolling that are well. They haven't rolled the dough in yet, but they are. In well, I can't roll it. I'm playing. Mark Mark was nice enough. Yeah, I got him an inch. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I, I should have reached out to like, people like you know. Could have got. I could have got in there. Had I been smarter. Next year, it. next they'll, they're they're doing it yeah. again next year. So, uh, next year for sure. Good. All right. Uh, first matchup. Right, may, I, may I just say I hope the same amount of people sign up so we get paid no matter what. <laughs> There's a no brainer to have five entries. <laughs> just put it that way. <laughs> All right. Uh, matchup numero uno. Uh, Mi amigo versus Michael McDowell. I'm not gonna uh, spew my nonsense out anymore. Um, and I'm going with McDowell unless you guys talk me off the ledge. I kind of like Suarez. Oh boy, here we go. All right, Ryan. Well, you're the third. You're the third vote here. You're the tiebreaker, and that we're rolling with whatever you go with. No pressure here. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, damn. I don't know. It is a tough one. So they are. That, I Ryan, mean, I don't on, blame. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold I don't on. blame you. I don't blame you for playing it at plus one. Right. Okay. So that's I think that that's, I want to say this. Right? So this is something that if you're not in it every week, you, you may be overlooking it. So you're we're getting to the part of the season where you got to think about, OK, what are people going to take? Because there's going to be percentages. You're trying to leapfrog the leaderboard. Like a couple weeks ago, we took Harvick over Elliott and like 90 something percent of all the tickets or the entries were on Elliott. We took Harvick and we went five for five and we gained like 40 or 50 spots. So there is yeah. something to think about, and you're getting these all technically, I guess, at even money. So another thing to think about. 
Yeah, it's a game theory thing. Like, uh, so I would think in that in that aspect, if it's a coin flip for us, and I, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I would just think most people would take the guy who won the race I think last so. year. I think so. So then you take McDowell. Correct. All right, that's what yeah, we're rolling with. I mean, all right, that's fine yeah. with me. I mean, I don't mind having McDowell. I'm just saying, I fully believe Suarez and them have oh, picked up some Suarez speed the past, the past few weeks. And I I feel like this is going to be a good showing for him because he was fast as fuck at Coda too. Yeah, so I mean, one guy that I can never get right is Suarez. I can't, whether it's DFS or whatever. If I play him in DFS, his day is fucking done. I, I honestly would have loved to have seen that race go green at the end at Coda. Like he was flying. He was pretty fast at Coda. I'm. I'm I had him live. Like he was going to overtake Reddit. I fully believe. Formula One. Like he was running his ass down. (laughs) He was on newer tires than Reddit. Reddit was at that at that point. Like the caution fucked everything. Yeah, personally, I was. I'm pretty sure he was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But he he was really he was really fucking fast late late in the round. All right. Um. And this place wears, well, I guess it'll wear a tire. Who the fuck knows? We're probably bringing. According to, like, on our on the track comparison, which is free on win the race, um, at the bottom, I put the speed at the beginning of runs compared to speed at the end of runs, and I sort it out by the percent that's lost. And Sonoma loses more speed than any other road course. Interesting. That's okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I know it was so, the, the higher wear. I mean, would you say seventies? Yeah, high. No, I mean, it's high still gonna 70. wear. It's a it's an older track. It's still it's it's pretty. It's got all that damn sunlight. That shit's got some character, boy. Yeah. Buddy. All right, next matchup. Uh, we're rolling with McDowell. Sorry, Roy. Um, That's fine. Here we can revisit our shit on Truex. Uh, this but Grid Rivals given us Kevin Harvick versus Martin Truex. Uh. I'm taking Harvick, fourth place speed ranking, fourth place finish. Uh, Rory's nodding his head. Yes, Ryan. That was another That was yeah, another this matchup is that I ran across that I was like, I wouldn't mind going here too. I just kind of took Bowman because I do think Hendrick's going to be fast sure. and it was minus 110 versus minus 130. Yeah, like yeah. That. I think uh, you just take this one here. I think it'll be the chalk pick, but just take it. Yeah. Don't think don't think True performance rank, screaming Harvick, fade, fade Truex. Yeah, that uh, Greg's charts, everything. Yeah. Okay. No, Harvick's Harvick's good here. Yeah, you almost you, you got to take the chalkiness whenever you get it. Uh, another little tidbit about Harvick: twenty-one career races at Sonoma, finishing the top ten eleven times, fifty-two percent hit rate. Just pulled that from my ass. How about that, Rory? Uh, all right, yeah. I like that. <laughs> we're yeah. rocking with we're rocking with Happy I already, Harvick. I already knew Happy Harvick was good. Yeah. Here. No, I know you do. I know you do. Yeah, fourth place last year. Pretty good stuff. All right, we're going Harvick. Um, all right, here is where it gets interesting, but I think I already know Rory's answer. Tyler Red Dog Reddick uh, versus Mickey Mouse Chase Elliott. Reddick. Reddick. Oh, well, we're, I'm going Reddick too. So, uh, j- dude, just – Because you're going to get enough people in this contest that pick Elliott. Yeah, they're fans of him, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. You're gonna just because I said I think NASCAR is fixed and Elliott's gonna win the race <laughs> Sunday does not mean in the head to head I'm gonna take him over Tyler Reddick. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. I think you were gonna say something intellectual. 
Oh no, because I've already forgotten. That's okay. so, uh, <laughs> okay. No, all good. I, I think you, you do have a point though from something you already said. I mean, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of Chase Elliott fans out there, and he has been the class of the field on road courses for what feels like the last four or five, definitely pre-COVID. So, not last year. No, Larson was the guy last year, but you get my drift. But now it's like Tyler Reddick, hello, hello, uh, cream of the crop. So, all right, I'm glad all three of us. Tyler Reddick, good to go. Um, all right, next one. Alex Bowman versus Tyrone Gibbs. What y'all think? Mm. I can I can start because I have an advantage here because I can see the matchups before I talk. I'm throwing these matchups at these guys. Uh, I, I kind of want to fall back on what Phil said here. Um, you know, Ty Gibbs, I don't even know if he has a singular lap here at Sonoma. You know, he's running the Xfinity race, which gives him a little little boost here. Um, but we just talked, all three of us have just talked about the speed that Bowman's had, uh, especially at Coda. Um, and he's got a bunch of top tens. I think Brian Twining was talking about it on the betting preview show that he's got a shitload of top tens going back like the last three years. I think he's almost 50% top tens. So, uh, you know, and Ty Gibbs could come out and be 20th place car, or, you know, we've seen him on mile and a half be a top 10, top seven car at times. So I'm going to rock with Bowman here. What do you guys, what do you think, Ryan? Yeah, it's for the same reason I took Bowman as my long shot instead of Gibbs and Gibbs is at a, you know, he was at like 65 to one. And I just don't, I just don't think that's realistic where I think it's realistic. Bowman can go out and, and have a rocket. Um, if you look at Sonoma last year, do you know who, oh, I'm trying to find it. I want to play Do you a know guessing who game. Finished as the top Toyota. Ooh, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. I don't have it in front of me. All right, so definitely not in the top five. Top Toyota at Sonoma last year. Yeah. Was it Gibbs uh, in the forty-five? No, that was too early no. in the season. Kurt Busch. Yeah, and you know where he finished? Thirteenth. Eight. Oh God, dude, that's so bad. That's so bad. So. JGR finished. Um, but my thing is with 26 them, was the best JGR finish. Oh my God. It's worse than I thought. So I'm just saying, like, they missed, they whiffed. What what have they learned in a year? It's a new package, yeah, I guess. But like, I don't know, man. I I'll tell you, like, Hendricks didn't miss like that. So I'd take Bowman all day on this. Okay. One. Bowman. Rory, got anything? I think Bowman's the definitely more confident, better play. I think Bowman's top five threat. I like it. I think whatever. I mean, he I was play a that top five number. I mean, let him let him go out and win. Do whatever it. the fuck it is, I'm sure it's three to one or higher. Well, he's twenty five to one now, so top five. Yeah, probably two fifty to three to one, something like that. Probably. Don't have it in front of me. We're looking at grid rivals. Yeah, three, three twenty. Damn. Uh, Shit. It's a pretty good number, I think. I got one even better. Bet three sixty five. Here we yeah. fucking go. We're gonna hit that. <laughs> Damn, that's a right monster now. number. Jeez. Yeah. Top fiver. Nice. All right, so uh, we're Bowman. So, uh, all right. Last and final grid rival matchup is an interesting one. AJ Almondinger versus Watermelon Man, Ross Chastain. And Ooh. I'm high. I, I This is an interesting one. I, I'm high on Dinger this week. Uh, got him in a top 10. I just, 
I got to be honest with you guys and everyone listening. Uh, I haven't even sniffed Ross Chastain this week. I don't know what he's been like on road courses. I know that he won Coda last year by giving the bumper to Dinger. Uh, maybe that's why they're feeling this a little bit. But uh, my instinct and what I've put together for my notes this week is I'm going Dinger. Ryan, what you got? This is the most dead even matchup of what you've had. So if we're looking I'm at just... if we're looking at road course races in the next gen car, they both have seven races. They both have four top tens. One has has been running inside the top ten fifty four point five six percent of the time. The other fifty five point nine five percent of the time. I mean. This is this is as much of a coin flip as you can get. I would say that you start to look at some upside. Uh, Chastain has three top fives. Dinger only has two top fives, but Dinger spent ten percent more of the time running inside the top five, yeah. and Dinger spent more time running inside the top three. Yeah, so, Chastain's pit crew too. Then you got Chastain's pit crew, and Dinger's pit crew is just a load of shit. shit yeah, though. hunk of shit. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> damn. damn so should man. we resort I mean, to the coin flip? Chastain. I'm voting Chastain. Okay. I think this is Chastain come out of wake the fuck up week at least and running the top ten. Ryan? <laughs> that sounds tough, dude. <laughs> Let me look uh hold on. I'm gonna buzz around to just it's uh, going it's coming down to you, buddy. Here. You take your time. But this is our last this is our last matchup here. I I, I just so Rory and I have now disagreed on two of them, and we disagreed a few weeks ago, but we ended up coming to a conclusion that we took one of his and one of mine, but I'm not going to back down from the Mike Mack matchup, but I could be convinced for Chastain here and to take. So I think the Chastain thing with his recent form I think Chastain is the nice contrarian play here who could easily win the matchup anyways. Yeah. With the coin flip, I think he'll be less owned Ding- than Miguel Mendinger on Dinger is going to be a high owned, I would imagine, at this. Got to be. And you look at um, – I mean, he Dinger had uh, wrecked out a Coda, but – I did it like true performance wise. I had Chastain four, Dinger eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's also, you know, a point of the season where Chastain was faster. Um, he was rocking. You look dude. at the short tracks. I think Trackhouse shows up. I'm down some. to go with Chastain. I, I'm, well, Chastain's always faster. Yeah. I would just go with the faster Let's car. Do Let's do it. And hopefully, you, hopefully, there's some less ownership there and it, gain, it moves you up those standings. This is about like the Suarez matchup. It's kind of. Me amigo can do some stupid shit sometimes, and it seems like they have a few more mechanical problems than Chastain does. Chastain usually, whatever the fuck's going on over there, I think this might be the best thing that ever happened to them is getting on a road course because yeah. he has been fast on road courses. Yeah, I don't mind this. It's a kind of a toss-up, like we said. So, All right. That's what we're rocking with. Well, I think uh, – you know, I feel like I say this often. I feel like I repeat a lot of shit on this podcast. So thank you guys for listening. But I feel like this is going to be another one of those wait and see type things like practice 
is going to mean a lot. We're going to have the two groups, I believe, which, you know, last week at Gateway we saw was, you know, one group's faster than the other one. We've seen it a few times this year. Um, I don't know. Uh, any final remarks, Ryan? Uh, the wait and see type of thing, practice qualifying. Yeah. What you got? That's what I think. I think check all your accounts that you have everywhere. Look for some boosts because the odds are going to be nothing. Right? They're going to be torn apart after practice and qualifying. You're probably looking at three to ones, you know, three and a half to ones type things. But like I said, Caesars was giving out boost to a lot of people I talked to today. Just look on there. It doesn't expire till Sunday morning. So Saturday after uh, practice and qualifying, you can get on there and I'll be, I'll be using both 50% boosts on who I think is the fastest car. And I'll post that in discord. And then we got a free bet on there too. Probably just going to lay that on the same dude and let it roll. And then I, I did bet the McDowell matchup plus 100 over Truex. Mm -hmm. I put that in discord tonight. So I didn't, I didn't have that either until we came on. That's I was, that was on the spot. Now I fucking love it. So let's do it. Yeah. I actually, I like that too. And, um, you know, talk me through if you got it pulled up, uh, Toyota at Coda this year, because if they were dog shit at Coda and I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but that would, that, that might be an auto bet before practice qualifying. My, you know, I'm typically not a matchup guy pre practice qualifying, but, this might be well, one of those. Yeah, like the only Toyota that was so. He, well, here's a fun one then. Uh, obviously, Reddick had the best car, but who was the next best Toyota? Hmm. It wasn't Bubba. He wrecked. Um, I'm gonna say it was Denny, and he finished uh, eighth. Where? No, it was Ty Gibbs, eleventh best true performance, finished ninth. Okay. Yeah, Ty Gibbs was really fast, didn't he? Get something fell back in the er earlier parts. Something happened. Um, I don't know, Ty? but he, I don't remember. He was there was a couple. Of the, the true performance ranks that were that were way off at Coda were like Dinger. I had him as eighth. He finished thirty fourth. Suarez, I had his third best finish, twenty seventh. Uh huh. Austin Dillon was surprising, twelfth best true performance there, finished thirty third though. Yeah. So I, I, uh, Roy, we, Roy went for a beer break for y'all listening. I had to uh, piss, piss break. Sorry, really bad. Uh, Roy, we were just talking about the Mike Mack versus Truex, and I was saying that I'm not a big matchup guy pre practice qualifying, and I and I asked Ryan what what Toyota did at Coda, but. Uh, might be, I'm not scared of money. Okay. Scared money. Don't make money. And, uh, I might be throwing the, not the house. Okay. Let's not get carried away here, but I might be throwing a significant amount of money pre-practice. Two, <laughs> Two and a half million. Two and a half million. I know I moved to Atlantic beach, but I'm still renting over here. Don't get carried away. <laughs> Michael McDonald too was 10th in, in TPR and finished 12th while Truex was 13th and 17th. So, Truex wasn't a complete shitbox there. Yeah, he wasn't out to lunch. Uh, but McDowell still beat him. Yep. Okay. All right, boys. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Ryan, uh, throw, throw it in there one more time. I know you do a lot of DFS stuff. You do a lot of uh, numbers-based stuff, a lot of articles. Uh, you know, tell, us, tell everybody where they can, if they don't know by now, if they've been living under a rock, uh, what you got going on one more time. Yeah, I've tried to make the rounds this year. Even threw the name on a truck. Dude, that shit was cool as bed. fuck, dude. 
Yeah, that was cool. I try. I'll try to get on a car. I don't know what I can do, but we'll figure something out. But um, all right, we got to get Skybox and win the oh, race. We will. On, don't on you car. worry, buddy. We will. Yeah, that'd be fun. I think I think our things would look good together too. Um, so it's winTheRace.info. There's a lot of there's more free stuff on there now than there was when I started. Um, you know, the front runners by Greg Mathern. The data is always free. Uh, the track comps I said and tire wear that that thing's always free on there, um, and then I have a bunch of premium stuff. It's a hundred dollars a year. I probably will never change that. I I don't know. I mean, unless I bring more people on, then I have to. But uh, I do DraftKings projections. Um, I do ranks of all three series, uh, true performance ranks for all three series. So it's really helped people betting DFS wise. Um, it's been awesome for betting. I, I think for betting, it's just like, I don't know, man, this is my first full year betting because New York didn't really have much offerings last year. So now I can have like six or seven books I can look through to be like my first full year of actually skimming every single book. And I just think that, you know, people recognize that I put it in discord. Um, you can either tail the card or use the stuff on your own. It's meant to be fun. Like that's that's one thing that I want the site to be is fun. So I don't know. Check it out. But I appreciate you guys having me on. I always love coming on here. Absolutely, my boy. I don't know what you yeah, just said. Yeah. I had a shitty ass internet. So uh, anyway, now you got no my roommate just got At least we made an hour and thirty minutes. So. There you go. You're back yeah. now. Oh, we're back. Okay, yeah, we're back. All right. Yeah. Fuck. Sorry. I just stupid shit over here. We're we're, we're hard anyway. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate you coming on, buddy. Rory, any I final, final thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, shit. I had a blast. I was happy as hell when you told me Ryan was coming on for Sonoma. I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. Wine country, mean, baby. I always like shooting the shit with Ryan. I mean, he, he does, he's got he's got all the all the tools to do both. I mean, you're very good at DFS and betting wise most of the time it's people that are either just dfs or just betting yeah and i think with your experience in the dfs world because you didn't have a legal book up there in new york for so long it it makes you a really stand out in dfs still but it I think you can take a lot of knowledge and things that you learn because you were so focused in on that, you know, racing and it translates very well with numbers. Over yeah. Here to I think it does too. Like, cause you think for DFS, you think about like place differential and attrition and things like that. And that can help you when you're doing like top 10 bets and placement bets. So it, yep. it all plays a part, but thank you. Though. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Uh, my internet connection says it's unstable. So if you guys can hear me, this has been great. I appreciate you guys. Uh, and uh, let's cash some fucking tickets. How about it? We need a screenshot Thanks, guys. right now. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, he was- oh, uh, 